you know, whether you're a 10 person uh, startup in Palo Alto or you're Slack and have just gone public, uh, for most um, early stage businesses, there's this, uh, you're sort of chasing this elusive place where you have scale. And the tremendous part about Visa is, you know, after 60 years, we have tremendous scale. So it's a lot of fun to help bring that to bear with some of our partners. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Terry Angelos joins me this episode to discuss his role as global head of fintech at Visa, as well as Visa's broader global strategy to champion the fintech community. During our conversation, we also discuss today's launch of Visa's fintech fast track program in the U.S., which speeds up the process for fintechs of integrating with Visa and provides them with access to leading technology partners, allowing them to get to market faster with efficiency and security. Terry Angelos is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Before we continue with our program, I'd like to thank our sponsor, MX, for supporting Tearsheet's work. MX is the leading data platform for banks, credit unions, and fintechs, enabling its clients and partners to easily collect, enhance, analyze, present, and act on financial data. Terry, I know you're taking over as Visa's global head of fintech. Um, can you give us an overview of what your current role entails and, and maybe some background on yourself and, and, and your experience working with fintechs? Sure. So um, I'm currently the global head of, of fintech. And um, what that means is I help structure our engagement with fintechs around the world. And we effectively have three pillars to that engagement. It's um, partnership, investment, and programs, which I guess we'll uh, talk about a bit today. Um, in, in terms of my um, sort of previous background, um, probably a, a little unorthodox, um, for the 15 years prior to coming to Visa, uh, I've been an, an entrepreneur, uh, mostly in uh, e-commerce and, and payment startups, uh, going way back to the early days of the, the dot-com era. Uh, but in 2006, um, I, I co-founded a, a payments company um, and was, uh, was later CEO of that business, a company called TrialPay, uh, focused in the payment space. Um, and so um, Visa acquired that business in, in 2015. Uh, and I've been running that business inside of Visa for the last three years or so. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, um, you know, changed my focus to, um, you know, exclusively uh, focus on, on fintechs and, um, you know, engaging with that, uh, you know, with that community around the world. That's an awesome background. So, so how do you think that that experience, that entrepreneurial experience, um, informs, I guess, the way you plan on, on working with fintechs in, in your current role? Yeah, so I think there are three things for which I have you know, a much greater you know, appreciation. Uh, the first is, is speed. If I think back to our days at TrialPay, um, with a couple months of, of uh, you know, product planning, we could radically alter uh, the, you know, the entire product um, roadmap. And so if it takes uh, three to six months just to connect to one of the uh, you know one of the networks that's a significant iteration of the company so um, you know really appreciate how important speed is um, the second is that um, our, our company and I think a lot of fintechs um, out there tend to be global from the start because you're running a digital business um, we have uh, both consumers and, and and businesses who are contacting us um, from you know from multiple countries and so um, we see with some of our fastest growing fintechs that they are tackling multiple markets at the same time. 
And the third is probably just an appreciation uh, for scale. You know, whether you're a 10-person uh, startup in Palo Alto or you're Slack and have just gone public, uh, for most um, early-stage businesses, there's this, uh, you're sort of chasing this elusive place where you have scale. And the tremendous part about Visa is, you know, after 60 years, we have tremendous scale. So it's a lot of fun to help bring that to bear with some of our partners. You know, a couple of examples, we have, you know, a few companies today who are launching payment solutions in over a dozen countries at the same time. And so it, that's hard to do without having a partner that's already up and running in those markets. And so it's fun to be able to bring that kind of scale to bear um, you know, in this new role. 91% of mobile banking users prefer using their app over going to a physical bank branch. But it's no longer enough just to offer an app. Customers expect, demand, a really good experience. That's where MX comes in. Its new mobile app, Helios, helps banks and credit unions stand out in today's world of mobile banking, going beyond simple transactions and account management. Does your mobile app get thousands of five-star reviews? Does it increase your engagement and lead to higher brand loyalty and ROI? Check out Helios by MX at MX, that's the letters M and X, dot com. Well, that sounds you're really bridging some of the, some of the, uh, the pain points for fintechs. So I, I guess as you're building this ecosystem, why are fintechs so important to Visa and the, and the payments industry in general right now? Yeah, so, you know, we've come a long way in our in our 60-year history. I mean, I think if you were pitching Visa today on Sand Hill Road, you'd probably pitch it as a SaaS platform for payments and commerce. Oh, uh, and it's great. been an incredible run. Um, but there's still, um, you know, huge opportunities for us. There's about $17 trillion a year in cash, uh, cash and check spending by consumers, um, and about $20 trillion, um, you know, by businesses. And, um, you know, converting some of those, um, you know, cash and check to, to, uh, to a digital is a, is a you know, very large opportunity for us. There's also, if you look around the world, about 1.7 billion people that globally lack access to, to formal financial services. Um, so the runway for Visa is, you know, is significant. Um, you know, I think we tend to live in a in a pretty um, unique part of the world, you know, here, here in San Francisco, where we expect everyone has access to, uh, to uh, digital payments, uh, but still only about 40, 48% of global consumer spending is, you know, is digital. So, so our excitement around fintechs is they are um, solving many, many parts um, of that, you know, of that last mile um, uh, with, you know, digital solutions, you know, access to credit, um, and effectively bringing people into the financial ecosystem. So, you know, that's been the focus and, you know, we're, uh, we're excited about, um, you know, partnering with this community and, and, you know, helping them grow. So, so I know that excitement has, has translated as, as you just mentioned into partnerships and investments in the FinTech space. Um, can you talk about some of the most recent announcements you've made and, and maybe some of the partnerships that you're most excited about? Yeah, so why don't I sort of walk through a couple of different areas? I think that'll be, you know, a, a, a fun way to kind of look at this. So let me start with wallets. Um, there are about 2.3 billion people um, who are planning to use digital wallets this year. Um, and in, in many cases, these are, you know, in, in emerging markets, um, uh, w w what you'll often find for, for a typical wallet is a consumer has connected his or her credentials 
to some sort of commerce app. Maybe it's you know, uh, um, you know, rideshare or kind of online delivery. And then that wallet starts to become a full-purpose payment vehicle. And so we're partnering with a number of wallets around the world um, so that those consumers can have access to Visa's merchants, um, you know, everywhere where they, you know, where they use those wallets. Um, so if you look at, for example, in, uh, in um, you know, Latin America, a company called Rappi, they're the sort of fastest growing on-demand um, delivery service in that market. We partnered with them to have a Visa prepaid card linked to their Rappi Pay wallet. Uh, and they're planning on reaching about 100,000 merchants, um, you know, in the, you know, in their market. Uh, similar story. If you if you look at Indonesia, um, uh, there is a you know leading rideshare service there called called Gojek. Um, here's an example where we're both partnering and investing, and basically working together to offer you know cashless solutions um, for their for their for their digital wallet. Um, you know, if you were to look in, uh, across into to Africa, you know, places like Kenya and Nigeria, we're a, a partner and also an investor in a company called Branch. They're the most downloaded financing app in Africa. Mm-hmm. And again, we're linking a Visa card to that app so that uh, these generally underbanked consumers, once they have credit, can actually, you know, use those funds, you know, on their, you know, on their Visa card. So that's kind of the wallet ecosystem. Um, you know, digital banking is, you know, another area where we're, you know, where, where, where we're focused. Um, you know, about 91% of mobile banking users prefer using their app versus, uh, versus going to, you know, to, to, a, uh, to a physical branch. And so what we're seeing is a rise of neobanks and digital banks. Um, I'll just take a quick example in the U.S. where we're partnering with uh, with Chime and with uh, with N26. Both are bringing digital banking to the U.S. Um, so you know, across the world, we have these you know these uh, um, various partnerships that are both uh, exciting for us, but very often extending uh, payment flows into new areas. Um, you know, another example that I think we we like as a trend, you know, is payroll. So there's about $150 billion in, um, uh, in wages that are earned every week and are typically, you know, stuck in transit uh, because while um, I might work every day, I'm only paid every two weeks. And so one of the trends that we're seeing um, is uh, something called uh, earned wage access. So if I'm a, you know, a Starbucks barista and I've worked 20 hours, um, you know, my expenses occur, you know, in real time. So if I want to get paid, uh, I can push a button and have my earned wages sent directly to my to my Visa debit card. Uh, we announced a partnership with uh, with PayActive, which is one of the you know the leading earned wage access providers. Um, and so those are some of the examples of ways that we are um, you know expanding the payment flows for our ecosystem, and then and then partnering with some of our fintechs. I love those examples. Those are a lot of trends that, that we cover here on the podcast as well. Um, and Terry, I know today Visa is announcing some, some news about your work with fintechs and with the launch of uh, the Fast Track program, which existed elsewhere in the world, but it sounds like you're bringing that to the U.S. Can you give us an overview of what Fast Track is um, and I guess how, how it plays into, the, into your portfolio of work with fintechs? Yeah, so, um, so we've had um, 
uh, fast track programs launch uh, in, in in each of our major parts around the world: Europe, um, you know, sort of Samir Africa, um, you know, LAC, um, you know, Asia Pacific. So we're excited now to be launching this in the U.S. and and these fast track programs are um, are effectively centered on on three things: um, you know, speed. Uh, how do we quickly um, bring fintechs into the payment ecosystem? Uh, services where uh, we are making available concierge services uh, for all of the companies that are that are in these fast track programs. Um, you know, expertise. So we have things like office hours and, uh, and making available both Visa but also partner experts, um, so that fintechs who are often in uh, you know sort of new to to all the ins and outs of, of of payments can can leverage all the expertise that we have and then the, the sort of final aspect is um, uh, helping uh, our clients find the right partners so that they can um, you know w work with the uh, ecosystem enablers whether they're issuer processes or program managers in order in order to sort of get up and running. So, um, you know, that's the program that we're now bringing to the U.S. with a number of learnings that we've had, um, you know, around the world. Yeah, that, that sounds great, Terry. So, um, I, I know it's new in the U.S., but can you give us some examples, maybe like a case study of some companies that have gone through the program and sort of, you know, where it left them at the end of the process? Yeah, so, um, you know, here's a good example, um, you know, a company called, called uh, Razor, which is the you know, the leading lifestyle brand for gamers joined our fast track program, um, you know, in Asia Pacific. Uh, and they went through the program and they developed a Visa prepaid solution, which they're embedding in their Razor, Razor e-wallet. So that gives them, um, you know, a sort of open loop credential for their 60 million users um, who use, you know, who use their wallet. Um, and so fast track was instrumental in helping them quickly go through that process to uh, to enable that uh, that that uh, capability, um, you know, sticking in uh, you know with Asia Pacific, um, in a company called Instarem, they're a, they're a leading you know, digital cross border payments company. Uh, they went through our fast track program, um, and and they're basically building um, with Visa, you know, digital digital payment solutions. Um, in Europe, we've had a number uh, of companies go through the program. In fact, Europe was the original. Um, sort of launch of the fast track program. Maybe I'll just pick out one company called called Paycell uh, or, or, or Turkcell. It's the it's the largest mobile carrier in that market. And again, very similar story. We helped them get up and running quickly um, uh, on you know on uh, on Visa Rails so they can enable network credentials you know inside of their their, their various payment solutions. And can you talk more about the partners you're launching with? I know, I know Fast Track includes sort of this ecosystem build, um, and how they might be involved in, in Fast Track going forward. Yeah, so so, so in the U.S., we've um, put together a set of partners that we think are, um, uh, you know, best in class partners to help fintechs get up and running. Uh, these are partners uh, who are issuer processors, program managers, um, uh, you know, bank sponsors. Uh, and partners who can help fintechs get up and running with uh, PCI compliance and you know KYC AML, and so um, uh, for for the launch we have um, a couple of, of exciting partners. We have Marketa uh, and Tabapay, um, um, 
which, which are both focused on issuer processing and, um, and push payments. Um, Alloy, which is a partner for um, KYC AML, uh, and VGS, which is focused on PCI compliance. And so the great thing about um, the Fast Track program is that all of these partners together uh, enable any FinTech to get up and running quickly so that they can focus on what they do best, which is typically you know, some new payment solution or you know, acquiring new customers. And I know as part of the news, um, Visa is working with some venture capitalists as well to, to bring new fintechs into the program. Can you talk about, I guess, their role in, in Fast Track and how that all works together? Yeah, so, you know, VCs have been a really important part of the fintech ecosystem. Um, you know, last year alone, there was something like $40 billion uh, invested in fintechs, uh, and that was up uh, over 100% from, you know, from the previous year. Um, and so uh, we think that's an important part of this of this community. One of the things that we're doing in the U.S. Uh, is we're working with you know leading venture capital firms to automatically qualify their portfolio companies into the U.S. Fast Track program. Um, and so uh, at launch we have um, you know some some of these early partners are Nika Partners, uh, Ribbit Capital, and Trinity Ventures. Um, and so all of their portfolio uh, companies will be uh, included as part of the program, you know, right from the start. Sure. I, and I guess as we get to the, to the end of the conversation to wrap up, can you give us an overview of what we can expect to see from Visa over the next few months in terms of your ongoing work with fintechs? Yeah, so, so we're uh, incredibly excited about the, parts, the, the partners that we're announcing today. Uh, but we expect to add additional partners, um, you know, to, to the program so that fintechs have you know, a complete set of, of uh, you know, enablement partners that can help them get up and running. So, so look for, for additional partners to be joining both as enablers as well as um, venture capital partners. Terry, thanks so much for joining us on the Terrasheet podcast today. Great, thank you so much, Zach.